Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us today on the podcast, just the two of us, Rob Croyle yeah. and Logan Daly. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've had to do that. I know. Or gotten to do that? I don't know. Something. Man. Something. Man, kicking it old school. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know what I realized last week not being here for footnotes? What's that? It's way more enjoyable to edit footnotes if I don't know what's coming. Oh. So as I was listening to the ramblings of... Kyle, Jen, and Rob. I I didn't know what was around the next corner. What's what's coming? It, yeah. I, I had no idea, and I had to pay attention, very close attention, because hmm. I wasn't sure if you know you were going to give me any heads up if you wanted something cut out or or if there was an opportunity for me to implement you know or insert some sort of you know issue. Is, insert some kind of drainage problem. Some sort of drainage problem. That you know, you just you baited me so well there, I couldn't resist, and it was uh, only by the saving grace of our Lord and Savior that y'all didn't get the fifteen seconds that preceded that clip, because I had already recorded just a little comment, and then I was listening to my family talk in the kitchen as I was editing, and I realized why am I not recording this? That is the perfect thing to just throw in there. <laughs> And that's why you got the little Easter egg there, but uh, absolutely, that's one. That that was the first thing I went to listen for when you posted. I'm like, all right, what did Logan put there, and what did Logan <laughs> put at the very end? Uh, there was a lot of options. There was a lot of options for Easter eggs at the very end, or just at any point. Yeah, uh, showed a lot of self restraint. It was good. It we was good. Fun. Yeah. It sounded like, and you guys successfully, that was the first episode of Footnotes that I've never been on. I know. Like, that was the first one I've missed. Yeah. I think uh, I think everyone else had missed one I, by that point. I learned as I had the headphones on and I could hear what you get to hear as the editor, mm. why I'm not allowed to touch my microphone stand. Like, like this? Yeah. I can't imagine why that would be annoying. I'm like, wow, that's loud. <laughs> you don't, you don't realize it, and and obviously I was smacking the microphone really bad there. But like people, if you do like a little mic adjustment or anything like that, or just like holding the mic stand, or uh, Jen every once in a while gets it underneath her chair, and so you'll hear the chair like bumping against it. Mm. Oh lordy, that um, mm. I can do it if if you're not talking, I can do something about it. But if you're the one talking, there's nothing I can do. Right. Because uh, you don't hear it in the room, it's just you know. You well, go. and I, I'm I'm looking forward to the day when we can make an investment in our recording studio. You like some shock mounts? Yes. Oh man, I was looking at some of those the other day. I was drooling over them. Yeah, maybe a Christmas request at some point, but it is on my Christmas list. I do have a I do have a microphone on there, but is that to your aunt? Uh, that's to, that's to everybody. Yeah. Everybody that wants my Christmas list, it's on there. That'd be useful. It's only it's only one of the, you know, it's it's actually one of the relatively cheaper ones on my Christmas list. My Christmas list has a lot of things that I'll never get. <laughs> yeah, 
You should dash for five thousand dollars just to see what happens. You know, just that that would that would be a mid range. Yeah. <laughs> for that list. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. So yeah, there's your shortcoming for last week. There you go. Having all sorts of fun. Having all sorts of fun. But uh, yeah, well, a shortcoming for this week, and you didn't catch it uh, if you're watching the video stream, but uh, it was during the advent lighting at the beginning. And if you really pay attention, you can hear me clicking the lighter. And then Rob makes a joke about it later of me struggling to get the lighter lit. And uh, first service, it lit up real well. Second service, I go to light the thing, and I can't get it to light, and so I'm sitting there clicking it about six times. Right. Uh, now, you can't see it on the video because we didn't cut to it, but uh, you could hear it just barely in the background, which I found kind of amusing. But there you go. There I think I'm going to go to matches this week. Oh, there you go. Just because that's more... I just like the kinesthetic of a match. Mm. Uh, next week, blowtorch. <laughs> Possibly. We just, we just don't know. We just fire breathing dragon might also show up. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe uh, one of those torches that you use for cigars. Ooh, like the super butane, like. Right. Yeah. It, it, it melts the wax and your face. Advent done right. It's like a guitar solo, melting your face <laughs> and the wax. Fantastic. Fantastic. That you know, that's that's the proper way to do Christmas. If you don't have a cousin Ed moment in your. Advent series. <laughs> you just have you done it right? I I don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna ask uh, Brent Billings that question. Brent, we need to know. Uh, you can respond to info at missionridge.church, or you can just text us like you normally do. <laughs> no, I want to make sure info at missionridge.church works. <laughs> Got to test that baby uh, out. You know, make sure the communication lines Well, are open. all right. So if anything is ever going to get us an email, it will be having a discussion about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss a couple of Christmas ish movies, and I want opinions on this. So yell at us via info at missionridge.church or Facebook or something. Yeah. Smoke signals. Smoke signal. Yeah. <laughs> Love that we both went there. Fantastic. So I looked this up. There's actually quite a few of these movies that are kind of Christmas-ish. Um, classic Die Hard. Right. We know that there's the there's the raging debate every year. Uh, roughly 60% of people don't think it's a Christmas movie. There's 25 or so-ish percent that really think it is. And the rest of the people are like, I don't care. Um, so the raging debate there. Also, Die Hard 2 technically would also be a Christmas movie. Sure. It's occurring during Christmas also. Yeah. Gremlins? Gremlins. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. I I was not a big Gremlins fan. I I've never actually seen it. Cheesy. I yeah, I it, think I saw the first 15 minutes one time, and then my mom caught me and told me to turn it off. I'm trying to think of what year Gremlins came out. It was like 86, 87, 88, right there. I was in high school. I know that. There you go. And it just wasn't my cup of tea mm. and i've seen it since and yeah i guess there's tinsel and all that kind of stuff i um man i'd rather watch die hard than hallmark just personally i would agree with that i would i think die hard's a much better movie than most of the christmas hallmark movies yeah um iron man 3 
was on the list. Oh. Yeah, so just because you say Christmas somewhere in the movie, I'm not sure if that qualifies. I mm, see I yeah, I don't I that I'm kind of I'm kind of of the same opinion, but at the same time there's also movies like Lord of the Rings I associate with Christmas and the holidays cuz I always do a marathon over the winter break. Right, so okay. well, but there's I no mean, Christmas in Lord of the Rings. No, I and so, I'm with you. I love my, I love the extended like, version marathon, where you watch the movies back to back to back to back. That's and, the only way to do and it. And there's and there's some bathroom breaks, only if they're necessary. And but they're in between the movies. Oh, absolutely. And, and or changing the discs. And that's when you restock on food and beverage. Mm-hmm. And the extended versions, man. That's the only way to watch them. Oh, they add so much color. We we don't we the, don't talk about the theatrical. Yeah. No. No. This but, is the way. But I do that every Christmas because that's when Christy and I <clears throat> traditionally have had the time. Sure. Uh, Harry Potter also gets tied in the the first couple of them because they've got kind of some Christmassy scenes and for whatever I think they released around Christmas. Um, well, so does Rogue One. Are we going to count Rogue One? Yes. Why not? Maybe, maybe we should. No, I mean, there's lots of movies that are released around Christmas. I mean, that's just. And does is that what makes them a Christmas movie? Yeah, I don't know. Technically, uh, Die Hard was released in July, I think. Oh. And uh, actually, so was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, that's a weird time to release that one. Yeah. Why I don't know why you'd release that in July, but they did. Right. Uh. So. Like the Die Hard, you could watch anytime. Sure. And, but Miracle on 34th Street, I mean, you just, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen that a probably half a dozen times because back in the day, there were, there were three channels. I don't know if you knew that or not. I, I remember that. There were three channels. Um, and currently, PBS. in this day, there's still only probably three channels at my parents' house. Oh. There's a reason we're talking about wow. drainage. Do they, <laughs> do they have a rotary dial phone? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yes, it might be. I don't think it's connected. Well, we not, never we never had Directv or anything like that because you couldn't get it. They're, they're in a black hole of reception. You know, there's that's a reality for some people. And you know, and um, third world countries and and Hagerman. Hagerman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just my parent. Like my parents' house is a black hole of reception. So we yeah we we had whatever was on. PBS and CBS. Man, I'll tell you what, what I really miss. Hmm. Oh, I, I'll tell you if I can remember. Um, Howie and Costell? Howie and that Kind of ringing a bell? Not black, enough for me to help. Black and white. Costello? Was that a thing? Oh, I miss them so much. I can't. I can't even get their name. Um, who's on first? Oh, oh, that that guy, Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. Boom. There Abbott it is. and Costello. Um, man, their their movies were so funny. Slapstick. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's one scene where. Where they're ice skating and and Abbott just gets 
you know, like he's at the end of the line of a, a bunch of people circling and he just gets catapulted. And like as a kid, that was funny. I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe I'm still a kid because I still find that funny. Yeah, it was great. I giggle at that stuff Black all and the time. White. Batman Returns, also on the list. Okay. There you go. So uh, we want to hear. We want to hear from you. What's your What's your favorite Christmas movie that is not actually a Christmas movie, and why is it, or why should it be considered a Christmas movie? Let us know. Start a fight. Start a uh, a spirited, a Christmas spirited debate. <laughs> And we'll see where it goes. Yeah, for me, Die Hard, I hadn't considered Die Hard a Christmas movie until it became a conversation on social media. I'm like, oh. I mean, it. there's All a... right. And, and they kind of, you knew that they, I mean, it takes place during Christmas Eve to Christmas morning. Like, it's, it's over that period of time. that's how much I pay attention to movies, because... Other than the movies I've seen over and over and over again, like, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm just there to have fun. I, I'm not there to memorize anything. Now I got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And Rob's like, that's fantastic. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, not, I'm not the guy that can quote you movie lines. I'm not. Hmm. If you tell me a movie line, probably about 20% of the time, I'll, I'll be able to guess it. If I've seen the movie. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of identify where it came from than remember the actual line. I got a buddy from the military that he could quote movie lines all day long. My brother can do that. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let us know about that. Let's, uh, <clears throat> enough of this silliness. Let's dive into some deep theology or something. Uh, let's talk about this face-to-face implication that you... <clears throat> threw in there, and then we have in the care group, dis- you know, the care group discussion this week also. Uh, so your next step was take time to reflect on what it will be like when you are finally face to face with Christ. Yeah, you know, and, uh, the care group one version is what is one way you're excited to experience the grace to be revealed when you uh, revealed to you when Christ returns. Right, and I wrote that question that way because I had never really thought of that until pre- preparing for this particular message. and Of coming face-to-face with Christ? You know, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus ah, Christ. Specifically the grace of thinking about the grace Specifically thinking about the grace and... Gotcha. And... You know, so some of the things that I threw in there was like, like what grace we experience, what aches and pains will he remove, what tears is he going to wipe away, when you're no longer prone to sin, what freedoms are you going to experience? Mm. And I don't know if I ever really thought about my death and or the return of Christ in those terms. Sure. Not not all at once. Like I've had moments where I'm like, I'm glad I won't feel this way at some point. You know, there'll be there'll come sure. a day where this pain will just be gone. Mm. You know, like I I wear glasses, I they kind of irritate me all the time. Don't tell me that. I'm getting my eyes checked tomorrow. It's great. You'll love it. 
<laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and I guess they don't irritate me. When I think about there are moments that I think about, sure, you know, and you kind of like it's it's a first world problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we can actually see stuff, and there's people out there that they can't see nothing, and and they don't know that they can't see nothing. It's they, a hard life for me. Yeah. <laughs> And then there, there's been certain times where I'm like, man, when I'm no longer prone to be tempted by this, you know, when I'm no longer prone to be angry or selfish or, you know, or or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, I've, but just to like fully think in terms of, man, I'm going to experience grace in ways like I've had moments of grace. Sure. And my wife has probably shown me the most grace of any human being. She did marry you. She did marry me. That is it's a grace in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe my mom or my dad, you know, like I don't I'm not sure who takes first first place, but I mean a lot of FaceTime between Christy and I, so a lot of a lot of opportunities for her to show me grace. So I've had those moments of grace that have just floored me in the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think we could even imagine how amazing that's going to be to actually be in the presence of Jesus finally and forever. Sure. And be done away with what Paul calls the, the perishable. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this this quote uh, this popped into my head because I saw it earlier today. Um, this is a tote from uh, a tote a tote. I speak good. <laughs> <laughs> a quote from Joni uh, looks like Erickson Tata. Yeah, Johnny uh, Erickson Tata. Do you know okay. her story? I I don't. Paralyzed for over fifty years. Yes. I know this. Experiences extreme pain. Okay. All the time. Okay. And the quote is, The first thing I plan to do on resurrected legs is to drop on grateful, glorified knees. <laughs> I was like, well, ain't that a quote right there? Yeah. And so when you, when you know, in that, in that moment of, here you are, what's the, and, and to experience that, I think, uh, triggered that in my brain. And I know you probably don't like the song. I could only imagine. I loathe that song so much. <laughs> the only the only Imagine song I like less is the John Lennon one. <laughs> Those are like both like it's not that they're both you know like oh both are favorites. No, both are least favorites. Both are terrible. Which one do I have to sit through most? <laughs> not that I have any strong feelings about it. But it's the same idea of what. Like, just have you taken the time to imagine, to wonder, to appreciate, like Johnny sure. Erickson Tata has, you know, like... What that what that's going to be like. Yeah. And I, I will say, I can only imagine, the song, the lyrics, the concept is very good. And then I'm gonna just stop talking about it. Is it, it. the band? I maybe. <laughs> Partially. Could have been the fact that it got overplayed. 
<laughs> everyone's like, oh, I love that song. I said I wasn't going to talk about it. Why are you baiting me in on this? I'm going to make people mad. <laughs> send your send your complaints on this one to Gus at LifeRoadTP.com. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Yeah. No, but it is like it is a good it, and and the concept is really good. I you know I even brought it up in care group. I was talking about the uh, when you when you you think about that you know the 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 John Lennon song. Imagine like thinking about that the the second coming and thinking about God putting the world back together in a manner that is uh, you know you quoted Revelation twenty one four wipe every tear um, right. you know pain will be no more and no more suffering and all of that um like when you think about that that's that's what john lennon was trying to write about he just didn't know how to do it you know because he's trying to do it without god right and you know that doesn't really work and then you know mercy me might have done it in a good fashion they just you know all right they they wrote a good song it's fine your youth group just overplayed oh i just my church I play that so many times. They'd sing that so many times. That and Third Day. <laughs> Send me Limbic every time. We did the uh, Born in Bethlehem. Right. I managed to not go into my mocking Matt Powell voice. <laughs> only, only by the grace of God. That is, that is um, a lot of grace right there. there you that go. the Lord showed everyone. There you go. To not have me go into. Oh. Hallelujah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> What was it the the song the week before? Um, do you hear what I hear? Oh yeah, uh, the trying mm-hmm. to make the comedian's name, but he is forever. Tim ruined. Hawkins. Tim Hawkins, y'all. There's a child <laughs> the shivering. Child, the child shivers in the cold. Let us bring him a blanket. Absolutely no. not. Silver and gold. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, you know, there's there's a couple other, you know, in the and week. the little lamb says to the shepherd boy, "Well, how long has he been out there?" <laughs> you know, all right, we we weren't gonna go, we weren't planning on this, but we're going here now because it it triggered this in my brain. One, there are a lot of really really bad inconsistencies in our Christmas music, and I love Christmas music, <laughs> yes. so I just have to accept the fact that yes, we're gonna bring the shivering child, silver and gold, right? Or the in the bleak midwinter. Mm-hmm. Which we're which we're doing, and I, I think we was that the, that was the first time I think we did that. That was on Sunday. That was on Sunday. That was on Sunday. Both yeah. of those were on Sunday, weren't they? Or was yes. it the week before? With I don't know, something like that. Yeah, there was Christmas songs involved, but in the bleak midwinter, like that's a great song. I love that song. Um, snow on snow on snow. Does that sound like Israel? I I haven't been I haven't been there. <laughs> that's not Israel. That's not Israel. That's not snow on snow on snow. No. There's oh. no, no, no. Frosty. Nashville, oh, maybe. Maybe. All right. But definitely Nashville, not, not, mm. not the Judean desert. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, or Judean. <laughs> I guess that's the Judean foothills. Is where. Yeah. But then, nonetheless, like you're not. You're when we think of in the bleak midwinter, you're you're thinking. They're talking about their experience. This is this is the frigid, the frigid North European winters, right? When they're celebrating Christmas, which I kind of, I was like, okay, so do we sing these because they're, this isn't actually the way Christmas was, 
like, oh, you know, in in a manger lay. Well, it's not a little, you know, and right. and you know, Mary, did you know? Like that song drives me bonkers too. Uh, but like, there's there's so so many of these incongruities within our Christmas songs. But do we sing them because they're factually w- accurate to Christmas? I like the Mary, did you know? From the standpoint that I wish people would would read their Bible that way, mm. where they ask questions. That's fair. Of did you know? Did you did you did you anticipate? Did you realize this was like what were you thinking as you lay him in this cave? Yep. You know, so No, it was a soft little manger lined with hay. I know. Obviously. So much hay. <laughs> Great I, day for hay. Because there's <laughs> lots of hay farms all around him. <laughs> but so there's these incongruities and do we do we stop singing them because oh it's not accurate? So I have a I have a Christmas or, or do I'm, we sing them because they present a feeling that we want to that we want to understand and we want to embrace? Right. I have a twelve hour Christmas playlist. Okay, it's a good start. I look for there's certain songs like "Oh Come and Come Emmanuel" yep. or "The Little Drummer Boy." Like if you could do that song well. I don't care how many times I've got it in my list. <laughs> You're gonna put it in there again. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's sure. Gonna, sure. Like, and <laughs> can we just pause for a moment? Little drummer boy, like if somebody came to play a song on the drums for a little newborn infant, Mary was <laughs> shanking them. <laughs> I'm just throwing that one out there. Absolutely, <laughs> little drummer boy walks in with the drum, and Mary and Joseph are both like, "Get the heck out!" And the sheep and the lamb are, are keeping time. I'm come on, what are they yeah, doing? absolutely not. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. that's the whole Car- reason for the drummer boy. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you are the timekeeper. You are the metronome of the song. Come on. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, no. But um, you know, there's so. I do look for unique songs like the bleak midwinter. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is that's. I think that's a Georgia Clay original, right? No, 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 no. They did an arrangement of it, but that's that's an older hymn. Okay, but I look for more original because like there's like Jingle Bells. Like how many times can we sing Jingle Bells? Or you know, like like I only need Holy Night on there once or twice, and and. Mm. Carol the Bells, like done really, really, really well, is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's, um, and so, but I use it for like during this time. I'm using it for my worship, like when I when I sure. have time for God. But there's so many songs on there that I'm like, and eh, fast forward, like a <laughs> <laughs> hard pass. I like you are not worship. Like you're gonna be fun on on Christmas Day, to, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm driving. I'll listen to you, but turn worship mm, I can. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. So evaluate us, your Christmas music. So send us your Christmas-ish movies, and, <laughs> and your send, a, send and, us all your complaints about why we've I've ruined Imagine or haven't ruined, and why I'm dreadfully wrong. Why Third Day is great. Why <laughs> all of these Christmas songs are the best. Why Silent Night is a great song as opposed to being a terrible depiction of what it probably was. Probably wasn't all that peaceful. All is calm, all is bright. Mm, I don't know about that. I I haven't seen a birth scene that's been calm and peaceful. You know, 
that's that's France's. You know, it's their. Is there one song that they gave us for Christmas? Oh, they gave us more than that. <laughs> also, I think wasn't it Germany? I, I thought that I thought one. Silent Night was still a Nacht. I know it was written on guitar originally because the organ broke, and they needed something for the choir to sing, and so it was written the day before Christmas in classic procrastination style. Well, it was just adapter style, so they wrote it, and that's why it goes so nicely on guitar. Oh, Salzburg. Boom. Austria. It's not even in French. <laughs> no, no. Now, the uh, Let All Mortal Flesh. That, w- that would have been funnier if it was the Swiss. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Let All Mortal Flesh is a French medieval melody that we use, I think. <clears throat> But I, I do love. They gave us cheese, so I'm okay with the French. Yeah. There you go. Well, what are we supposed to be talking about? We have derailed ourselves completely and fantastically, and I love it. Uh, but let's hear concept of oh, well. So we talked about our concept of grace a little bit there, and the grace of seeing Christ face to face. Well, um, so. The idea of grace is this idea of, un- in the Greek, the word really represents this unmerited favor. Okay. In the Hebrew, there's a kind of a similar um, <clears throat> a similar idea, but its root is the root of the of the word and what and the rabbis will tell you that that the root of this word means to encamp and to set up tents to encamp and set up tents now for for us when we do that we kind of want our distance like we like I'm gonna camp here you camp over there and sure. my other friend you camp way over there. That's not how they camped. They camped in a circle. Picture circling your wagons. Yeah, you're building an encampment You're more building, than us going off on a camping trip. You're yeah. building a wall. You're building... Pr- safety. Safety okay. and protection. And it's it's an idea of protection and belonging. Mm. Being part of the family. You have a place in the circle. You have a place. Gotcha. And so when God shows... Grace, it's this idea of, of safety and security and belonging. Mm. Mm. Now, the fact that that the uh, the tr- original translators of what was being communicated when they they chose um, the Hebrew or the I'm sorry the Greek word for grace that means I uh, was a cherish, mm. uh, which has this idea of unmerited favor like uh, I, that's not wrong okay but I th- but understanding the hebrew context too i think just gives a little bit more further depth yeah a little more color and, and it's something that really uh blessed my wife in particular because god asked for her to pray for uh grace and peace for a certain period of time and sh- and 
and what Christy didn't realize is that God was, in a sense, asking her to pray for um, safety, too. Mm. That that was part of it. Hmm. So uh, my wife shared that with me last week when we were driving, and I would have talked about it during the sermon, but it felt like more than I could probably spend time on. So fleshing out, sure. So, so we brought it here. I know, that's what footnotes is for. It's not just for fighting about Die Hard. No, <clears throat> I can only imagine what we would get up to on this if it was just for that. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's wrap things up here with a bomb.com quote provided by Jennifer Bartlett. She might not be here, but she is providing things for us to talk about. She is here. She's here. What a champ. She's here in spirit, hiding underneath the guitar chase, guitar chase, guitar case that's sitting in my chair in my office where she normally would sit. Yeah, easy for you to say. Not, not, apparently not. (laughs) I was, I was stumbling all over that. <laughs> oh, good Lord Almighty. <clears throat> Let's see here. I'm going to f- scroll back through the... Where did it go? I know it's in here somewhere. I got it. Oh, you got it. Well, then why don't you read it? All I right. can't speak today anyway. So uh, this was part of her Advent reading, and uh, she... She cut and paste this. I'm not sure what this comes from. We anticipated her being here, and then she's not. So I guess that's a shortcoming. But uh, we don't have to hope. <laughs> well, it was the pride that that it was her downfall because she, you know, yes, just said last week that you know she hadn't missed one or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Thank you, Marguerite, for pointing that out. That was. <laughs> Super tasty. Yep. You jinxed yourself in the last podcast. You said you haven't missed one in forever, and boom, now you will. <laughs> Pride cometh before the fall, Jennifer. Fantastic. So the quote is this. We don't get to have hope without having grief. Hope dares to admit that not everything is as it should be, and so if we want to be hopeful, first we have to grieve. First, we have to see that something is broken, and there's a reason for why we need to hope to begin with. And I, I and I picture Bob, Baghdad Bob, Baghdad Bob. Bag, you know, so we've we've brought him up before. Uh, he was it's been uh, a minute, but yep, yep. He was the uh, minister of uh, communication, or. Something along those lines for the the Iraqi government during the second Gulf War. And America is doing their shock and awe thing, and he is denying that America is even coming. It's like there are no American troops on our soil. Move along. Nothing to see. Yeah, Nothing to and, see. And clear up to the hour before uh Baghdad fell, he he was beating that drum and beating it hard. <laughs> Ministry of Misinformation. Nothing to see here. Nothing Move along, see. folks. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with that. Like, if if we're not honest about our situation. Mm. So, for instance, um, I guess some ways that this can take place is instead of facing the reality of how challenging it is, I just leave. Mm. I abort. Sure. Right. I disengage. <clears throat> or... Or go to the bottle. I sure. know. 
And in, in those situations, like you're not truly embrace, you're not truly engaging the grief, the loss. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and with, without embracing that, without sitting in the mess, you, the hope piece. I think of, I think of this as a, it's like a, <clears throat> it's like a compression filter. Um, so the way a compressor works musically, uh, so I'm speaking into this microphone and I might be talking really, really loud or I might be talking really, really soft, right? But I put a compressor on my voice and what that does is it lowers the really high things so that everything is at, at a more stable rate. Sure. A stable, a more stable level. And I can boost up the lows, uh, boost up the lows, and I bring down the highs so that you're not hearing the full dynamic range, the full softs and louds. Um, <clears throat> when we put an emotional compressor on our life, whether that be some sort of coping mechanism by like drinking or 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 any any coping mechanism any sort of thing that's going to compress those feelings it might just be ignoring them right yeah some people just ignore them and they just don't acknowledge that things are bad like just ignore it you nothing to see Baghdad bob right right um when I put an emotional compressor on my life and I don't, and I do it to not experience those lows, what it, the unintended consequences, it also chops off the highs. Oh, there you go. Because you're compressing everything down until it's this monotone, monotonous, we just go through life and you're not experiencing the breadth of the emotion. And so I think when I, when I hear this quote, it tells me like, yeah, the grief makes that hope so much better and that grief the lows make the highs and the yearning for that and the yearning for that day when you're going to see christ face to face like that makes that so much sweeter that makes it so much more powerful and you get to experience that in a much more powerful way because you've experienced and fully embraced the entire breadth of emotion yeah and maybe you've known somebody that wasn't willing to be there in the lows mm -hmm. and they just wanted to be there in the highs, but they're not really, they're not really there either because they don't understand them. Yeah. You know, and they just, they're not connected to reality <coughs> is, is oftentimes what, what people will diagnose the, as the problem. But I think too, like I, I love your analogy. I think too, in terms of the fact that, Emmanuel, God with us, chose to embrace the low. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is a couple that we wouldn't know about in human history. We'd have no idea about their story. Completely in insignificant. If it wasn't for Christ. Like there's nothing about them that would draw you to their story, and you know the Herod had a had a uh, castle built, a 
fortress where he, he is called the Herodian. He moved a mountain because he didn't like where it was and and he had it built up and it's within six kilometers of where Christ was born. Mm-hmm. And so Christ was literally born in the shadow of one of the one of the greatest achievements of that time. Like we don't know how Herod built some of the things that he built. Mm-hmm. He could have, he could have been built. He could have been born. Jesus could have been born in the high place, but God with us chose to meet us in in the low place, mm-hmm. and said, "That isn't even a high place." Like you, you see Herod. No, I got something better for you. Sure. Would Herod ever experience that low place? With Jesus, like, was he willing to go and and get on his knees and worship? Absolutely not. No, no, he wanted to destroy Jesus. And so that again, there's that picture. Like he thinks, and he he thinks Herod thinks he's in the high place. He's not, mm-hmm. because he's not willing to experience the low place. And I think that just you know, if we're gonna be the church like Jesus, we're gonna have to ex- be willing to experience the low places. With the people around us, with the people within our community, um, I think in terms of volunteering to help deliver food to the poor, hmm. uh, helping out with the food bank, you know, doing those kinds of things, um, engaging people uh, in their need. So I just, man, what a fantastic picture of of what God is willing to do. And and I don't think the story of Jesus isn't the same if he is born in the palace. No, no. No, that changes things drastically. Yeah. You know, Rory kind of experiences what we experience. So. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace your grief. Embrace it. All right. Well, we're going to continue trekking on through Advent. We got peace coming up this week. Lots of hippie songs. And uh, from there, there we head on to joy. (laughs) And then from there to love, more hippie songs. Then Christ shows up. It'll be fantastic. I can't wait for some more third-day hippie songs. Let's, Let's do this. Not another one. Not another. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes. Time, every time that I'm not paying attention over there with like a sharpie or something, just coloring it. It's so listening, actively listening, mm-hmm. gave me why you don't like me touching this. <laughs>
Oh, did you have the headphones on the whole time? Not the whole time. Finally, I put down. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that would be that. That is the lesson learned. <laughs> Back away from the. That could be our. That could be our other shortcoming. Oh, fantastic. <laughs>